I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan. KSL's top story, developing news on KSL News Radio. There is a large police presence near the Farmington Post Office after a reported shooting. Roads nearby are closed. KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston is on the scene. Peter, what's happening there now? Yeah, Jeff, we're looking at over a dozen cop cars that are here. We even have people coming all the way from Kaysville and the Layton Command Unit, which is a giant trailer, has arrived, got an antenna in the air. We just heard uh, from witnesses that there there was an alleged shooting earlier, as I've said, and an ambulance is on the scene to provide CPR to a man that was in a blue BMW. Um, The latest that we have is that we're about half an hour out from getting any more information, and so I'll stay here just keeping tuned and keeping you all informed if there's anything else. All right, KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston is on the scene. Salt Lake City officials are releasing water from the reservoirs because they're worried that we might have too much water. Salt Lake City is worried about the runoff from Parley's Canyon this spring. The city has already started releasing water from Little Dell Reservoir. Right now, it's a little more than halfway full, but predictions show we'll have more water than it can hold during spring runoff. That means the reservoir could overfill. Laura Briefer, director of Salt Lake City Public Utilities, says this is more of a risk if the runoff happens quickly. And if we have a cold spring That will delay runoff up until the point where the temperatures start getting warmer. And the challenge with that, as we saw in 1983, is that when the temperature warms rapidly all at once, then more of that runoff comes off all at once rather than gradually. They've already started to release some water, so if you're near Parley's Creek, you might see an increased flow. Jessica Lowell, KSL News Radio. The Utah Avalanche Center has issued a new warning for backcountry skiers. They say tree wells can present real danger, particularly around the bases of evergreen trees. Director Mark Staples explains. What can happen is if you fall in head first, that snow is very loose and unconsolidated. And uh, it can almost be like quicksand. Uh, Basically, people do die uh, basically suffocating in the snow in these sorts of scenarios. He says skiers or hikers falling in around the base of trees is a common problem each winter. Did you know that today is the first day of spring? Meteorological spring or government spring. And 
Here's what the government is predicting for March. The data for this spring has just been released by NOAA. They're predicting a colder and wetter spring than you might be used to. The fresh predictions have an above average precipitation for the majority of Utah and a below average temperature for the month of March. The patterns we've been seeing over the winter look to remain consistent for the rest of March and potentially into April. A colder and wetter March. That's chaos on this radio. It's Hugo Ricard Bell with word that you're going to need your winter jacket a little while longer. Snow has made it impossible for some Southern California residents to leave their homes. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, San Bernardino, County, San Bernardino County is under a state of emergency with residents in the mountain communities snowed in. Board of Supervisors Chair Don Rose says people with food, heat and shelter should stay home while the county works to clear the roads. Our number one priority is to get our residents the, the food, the medicine and access that they need. Food and gas are running low at local stores and gas stations. A firefighter in Buffalo, New York, is dead after being trapped in a collapsed building. It was a mayday call. There was a structural collapse. And our firefighters had to evacuate. And unfortunately, one of our firefighters was uh, trapped. As Buffalo Fire Commissioner William Ronaldo and seven intelligence agencies investigating the so-called Havana Syndrome say the symptoms were not caused by a foreign enemy or energy weapons. The Senate Intelligence Committee getting an update today. Senator Mark Warner says the investigation into the cause is ongoing. Most important thing is we're taking care of the workforce for any health care issues that have arisen. About a 1,000 U.S. government employees working in Cuba and others overseas have complained of ringing in the ears, nausea, and headaches. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Chaleos, KSL News Radio. State officials say somebody is trying to swindle Utahns. Maybe you've received this mailer. It encourages you to set up your own medical marijuana franchise. The ads look like something you might see urging you to open a franchise and own your own sandwich shop. The problem is only a very specific list of already approved pharmacies can even dispense pot under Utah's medical cannabis program. So the Utah Department of Agriculture and Food says the ads are clearly blowing smoke. If you see one, they're asking you to let them know. And no matter what you do, don't call the numbers or visit the websites on the ads. Becky Bruce, KSL News Radio. First look traffic on the 5 o'clock report. Here's Ricky Meese. Emergency crews have responded to an auto pedestrian crash at 2100 South and Foothill Drive. The crash is gone, but delays remain. This is northbound I-15 at 6 North with the backups reaching to South Salt Lake. And again, avoid the area around the Farmington Post Office due to police activity. State Street is closed at 2nd East. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Thank you, Ricky. KSL News Time 506. First time home buyers. The state government is going to kick in $20,000 to help get your deal done. Lawmakers have approved the bill. It's been sent to the governor. Here is Senate President Stuart Adams. This was simply just refocusing our attention. And we've spent a lot of money. Local uh, cities have spent a lot of money on uh, tax credits, on uh, funding for multifamily housing. And the dialogue has totally been uh, that we have a housing affordability prob- problem, but it's been focused on multifamily, on putting people into rental properties. The Senate president tells David Dujanovic $50 million will be set aside for the program. KSL News Time 506, Utah's legislature has passed a bill to offer full-day kindergarten statewide across Utah. It still allows for parents to opt for half a day. The bill now needs the governor's signature, and if he signs, 
The kids can go for a full day this coming fall. TikTok is offering parents more ways to help keep their kids from scrolling for hours on end. It's so easy to get sucked into TikTok trends like the one where people use that filter that makes adults look like teenagers or people in weird accidents. The two-week-old But in an effort to help teenagers step away from the scroll... We're introducing screen time limits for our teen users. TikTok Senior Director of Public Policy, Eric Ebenstein. On family pairing, we've muted notifications, effectively turned them off for different age users starting at 9 and 10 p.m. We've now added to that to allow more granular control so a parent can have muted notifications for their teen's at all different ages. And neuropsychologist Laura Phillips says putting limits on social media use is just the first step for parents. It's really important that we think about what kids are being exposed to, but also what are they not doing as a result of their extensive use of these apps on screens and devices. Sherry Preston, ABC News. KSL News Time, 508. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. On Wednesday afternoon, traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the nines are brought to you by Granite Credit Union. Ricky, what's going on? Delays continue on southbound I-15, but they are scattered from Murray at 4500 south to 114th south westbound I-80. Road work causing slowdowns as you're approaching 2300 east. Now starting to see a little bit of traffic building on the 21st south freeway going westbound between Redwood Road and Bangor. Mark? Well, it looks a little bit better on Bangor Highway, speaking up between SR201 heading into Kearns. Maybe a little bit lighter than normal. We're still backing up briefly Mountain View southbound, about 3,500 south. On I-15, you're still looking good in Utah County. And the stretch down towards Payson from Spanish Fork, that's even improving as well, Steve. And we have those uh, delays northbound 15 between uh, 21st south and 6th north. That's all due to an earlier crash, which, by the way, has cleared. We're back to full speeds after that. Uh, traveling into uh, the rest of Weber and Davis County's got a good drive all the way up to uh, the Brigham City Logan exit. Looks like Highway 89 is all clear. West Side Belt, good to go. A little slow there from I-80, though. Northbound 215 up to about 6th north. And then uh, Legacy looking good. Black Diamond experts, drains, plumbing, electric, heating, and air. Want to get in on Black Diamond's 20% off friends and family deal? Call Black Diamond experts today and say you're a friend of KSL. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. As we head through the 5 o'clock hour, we're looking at temperatures in the mid-30s under mostly cloudy skies. We'll drop into the low 30s for 6, 7, and 8, at 30 degrees for 9, and upper 20s for 10. Ultimate lows will be in the low 20s under partly cloudy skies. With your hourly forecast on the 5 o'clock report, I'm Kevin Eubank. 39 degrees with partly cloudy skies tomorrow. You might see the sunrise. It's at 7 o'clock on the dot. KSL News Time 511. We go in-depth now with Maria Chaleos. Jeff, this has got to be one of the strangest stories I'll ever tell. A mummified corpse 
corpse up to 800 years old was found in a food delivery bag in Peru in some guy's truck. Photos released by authorities show the skeleton in the fetal position lying in a red bag with reflective inner lining. You know, those commonly used by food delivery companies. Like pizza guys. Yeah, apparently this guy took it out all right to show it to his friends. Well, local media published an interview with Julio Cesar, who said the body belongs to him. He told them it sleeps in his bedroom. He showed them how Juanita sits next to his TV set. He says he takes care of her. He says it's kind of like his spiritual girlfriend. Well, here's the biggest problem. Scans show the body is, in fact, that of a male, Juan, not a Juanita. (laughs) Cesar has been taken into custody. The Peruvian newspaper reports the body was in the possession of his family and that that he obviously took it out to show friends. Uh, The body now is in the property, is now the property of the state. Can you imagine that? You live your life, you breathe your last, and 800 years later, you end up in a pizza box? It's sad. It's just not right. KSL News Time 513. We want to update you on the situation in Farmington. We're still waiting for more information about the large police presence in Farmington. Police have yet to speak to the news media. We've heard about a possible shooting near the post office. State Street at 200 East is closed. 100 East is closed at Main Street. KSL TV is reporting that there are multiple bullet holes in a car near the post office. The Davis School District reports their nearby office is not involved. There was no shelter in place. The incident seems to be over and the investigation continues. We have a reporter on the scene and will continue to bring you the very latest. And when police do let us know what's going on, you'll be the first to hear. Stay with us. It's 513 at KSL News Radio in Pennsylvania. A man suspected of trying to bring explosives onto an airplane is now facing criminal charges. It was just after 11 a.m. Monday when Lehigh Valley Airport notified the FBI about an explosive in a passenger's checked luggage. The passenger, Mark Muffley, was booked on an Allegiant flight to Sanford, Florida. In the bag's lining, TSA officers spotted a circular compound three inches in diameter wrapped in wax paper and clear plastic wrap. The package contained a mix of flash powder and black powder with a quick fuse attached. There was also a can of butane, a lighter, and a wireless drill with cordless batteries. Muffley was paged to security, but instead he left the airport and was arrested at home. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. The latest on the Ticketmaster Taylor Swift fiasco. The Department of Justice won't confirm that they're investigating Ticketmaster after calls from Senator Mike Lee and Senator Amy Klobuchar to look into their anti-competitive behavior. We know, quote, all too well, close quote, uh, the importance of competition in this industry uh, as in all other industries. That is Attorney General Merrick Garland. He appeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee today for an annual hearing on Department of Justice oversight which might include the situation at Ticketmaster. The three things you need to know this hour first. New research is shining a light on just how often domestic violence happens in our state. Statistically, it'll affect one in three women in their lifetimes. I'm KSL News Radio's Adam Small. Second, Alpine School District has moved to the next steps in a study that could close five elementary schools in the district. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. Salt Lake City PD on the scene of a new crash at 2nd East and 6th South downtown, plus an auto pedestrian crash. Possible injuries here, and we are seeing big backups. This is Foothill Drive and 2100 South. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Our weak storm is leaving northern Utah, but will linger over the southeast. I'm Kevin Eubank. 39 degrees. Now, KSL's top national stories. From ABC News. 
I'm Daria Albinger. Deaths continue to rise hours after two trains collided head-on in Greece. According to the Greek Fire Department, temperatures inside the first carriage of one of the trains reached over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, making it hard to even identify the victims inside. Over 80 people have been injured in the collision. The Greek Prime Minister announced three days of national mourning after the disaster and an investigation into the causes of the collision is ongoing. Ibtisem Genfood, ABC News, Larissa Greece. A promise from Ohio Governor Mike DeWine to residents who were affected by last month's toxic train derailment. We continue to hold Norfolk Southern accountable. Uh, their railroad, their train, their responsibility. A group of bipartisan senators led by Ohio Republican J.D. Vance and Democrat Sherrod Brown have introduced legislation to strengthen regulations for the rail industry. Sources tell ABC News former Trump White House advisor Kellyanne Conway met today with prosecutors from the Manhattan DA's office, part of their criminal investigation into former President Trump and the hush money that was paid to Stormy Daniels. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Capitol Hill urging lawmakers to do more to stop the sale of fentanyl to young people, in some cases, on social media. Garland grew emotional in his testimony, talking about the number of children and young adults dying of fentanyl overdoses. The cartels that are uh, creating these pills uh, and that are distributing them within the United States uh, are are the most horrid individuals uh, you can imagine. He said the U.S. government needs a way to force social media companies to help law enforcement track down illegal transactions and to prevent algorithms from promoting the dangerous pills. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. A tornado watch is in effect for parts of Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee. The watch area is also at risk for up to baseball-sized hail. You're listening to ABC News. Now the KSL In-Depth. Do you follow Senator Mike Lee's Twitter If you do, you would have noticed it's strange. Last night, he tweeted at the Prime Minister of Japan, demanding the transfer of Navy Lieutenant Ridge Alconis to U.S. custody. That transfer didn't happen, even though Lee was told it would. So, Senator Lee took to the Senate floor today, calling for a renegotiation of the U.S.-Japan Status of Forces Agreement. We've waited long enough. Ridge Alconis has waited long enough. And his wife... Brittany Alconis has waited long enough. Their children have waited long enough, all three of them. We're done waiting. The Japanese government has unjustly incarcerated Lieutenant Alconis for too long. I traveled to Tokyo in August to meet with Japanese Foreign Minister Hayashi, where he made an unequivocal commitment to expedite the Council of Europe prisoner transfer once the U.S. paperwork was completed. And it was understood at the time that that would be in a matter of days or weeks, not months or years. Lieutenant Alconis felt comfortable signing off on the transfer paperwork because of, prime, because of Foreign Minister Hayashi's commitment. With this understanding, the U.S. Department of Justice completed the necessary paperwork in less than two weeks. Japan has been sitting on that request ever since then for months and months and months. However, the Japanese government tried to renege on its promise by having a junior member of the Japanese embassy staff in Washington reach out to a member of my staff to deny that Foreign Minister Hayashi had ever made such a commitment. Allow me, not a member of my staff, to correct the record. Foreign Minister Hayashi... You did make that commitment to me. 
I have not forgotten it, and I know you haven't either. Senator Mike Lee, Lieutenant Alconis was involved in a deadly crash in Japan, and he was put in prison. He says he had a medical incident. Senator Mike Lee wants him returned to the U.S. His personal Twitter account, by the way, was suspended this morning after he tweeted at the Japanese prime minister. But later, Elon Musk said the account was flagged as an impersonation, which it was not. You've been listening to The In-Depth at 15 and 45. KSL News Time 520. It's traffic and weather together. We do it every 10 minutes on the nines. We're brought to you by Granite Credit Union. And here's Ricky Meese. Heavy and slow traffic southbound I-15 between 5300 South Murray to 114th South in Draper. The 201 now stacked up and slow westbound between I-15 almost to Bangor Highway. Still seeing that patch of slowing westbound I-80 approaching 2300 East. That's likely due to road work and again restrictions in place for big and little Cottonwood Canyons. Mark? Yeah, looks uh, normal delays out west on Mountain View and Bangor Highway. Make a new way between SR-201 and in to and through West Valley on I-15 itself. You're in pretty good shape. That stretch earlier towards Spanish Fork is cleared. But now I'm seeing University Parkway and State Street delays between Orem and Provo. Steve. Salt Lake City PD responding to a fresh crash in downtown, 6 South and 2nd East right now. If you're on northbound I-15 heading into downtown Salt Lake, you'll be tapping those brakes in spots between uh, 21st South and 6th North. After that, good speeds up into uh, Davis and Weber counties. We still have police activity at the Farmington Post Office near there, which is closed off State Street at 200 East, also 100 East at Main Street, so avoid that area, find an alternate. Plus delays on northbound I-215 on the West Belt from 9th South, and southbound Foothill Drive really packed in from Sunnyside due to an auto-pedestrian accident at 21st South. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for buy three, get one free on select sets now through March 26th. Steve Carlson at the KSL Traffic Center. The KSL 7-Day Forecast has a little lull in some of the big storms we've been having. Our storm is moving into southern Utah tonight. Look for partly cloudy skies in Salt Lake in the low of 23. 36 and partly cloudy on Thursday, so significantly cooler than normal. We'll stay in the 30s on Friday with a 40% chance of some light snow as a weak storm brushes by. Temperatures get back into the 40s for the weekend. Another brush-by storm on Sunday has the chance for some light snow, but next week stays cold. Highs only in the 30s with lows in the 20s. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Kevin Eubank. The seven-day forecast brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. We're at 39 degrees in Salt Lake City. Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News, only on KSL News Radio. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Butane in my veins and mouth to kept the chuggy with the plastic eyeballs. Spray paint the vegetables, dog food skulls with the beefcake pantyhose. Kill the headlights and put it in neutral. Stock Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.